welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name's Dominic McCurio, and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hello. And our guest this evening is Nick Ott. Hello. Bay Area musician here, joining us to talk about... What is it, Laura? Go ahead. I'll let you do the honors. It's the, one final time. The infamous Nick Ott is here to discuss matters of most importance, that pertaining to... The final episode of season seven, Game of Thrones. It's true. That is true. Yeah. We are going to be discussing. We all just watched the final episode of season seven. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Dominic's seven. not sure because he doesn't really give a shit. I don't want to watch this shit. <laughs> he doesn't watch the show. This it's is fine. like approximately the 15th episode I've seen He's of only- a 70 wow. episode series, I'm sure. Hey, that's actually better than some. It's better than some, but not as much as all or either but of But not you. as good as like 99% of the rest of the world. Right. right. Or <laughs> anyone who considers themselves the whole show. But to be honest, actually, for those who have seen less than 15 episodes, I actually envy because they have such a wonderful road ahead of them, a wonderful, long, luxurious journey. And Provided you like Dungeons and Dragons and Warlocks and Goblins and Goblins. It's not about that, dude. And that's, that's for the, uh, that's the superficial and... mind's way of looking at this particularly very complex show. And exactly. Story. exactly. <laughs> it's not just about the dragons are a real side. It's like they're, it's insignificant compared to the bigger picture. Oh man, I fell asleep. So Nick, <laughs> I think we have you here, right? Because you're a Game of Thrones expert, I do believe. Is I, that? I wouldn't say expert, but but I've definitely been. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been reading the books since the '90s, so I've, I've been okay. living with these characters for 20 years. Holy shit! Um, wow. I, I mean, I would I would call that like almost expert level, really. Yeah, I'm gonna chime in and say Nick is definitely more <laughs> of an expert than other people I know. <laughs> I would say. He's a humble man. Oh, yeah. So that's good. Expert expert just puts too much pressure on Yeah, him. it does put the pressure on I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But since the 90s, that's But he knows. He knows he, the shit. He, it's like he, you, knew, you knew 15 years prior. When did this shit start? 2010? Uh, 90, 96. Well, that's when the first book came out. And then the first, the first episode came out in maybe 2010 or 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Maybe 2011, actually. So and really and Nick's been reading the book since the 90s. Since 96, since the first one came out. Damn. Wow. Yeah, I was working in a bookstore, and, and I just I saw the cover, and it, would, it seemed like the kind of book I would like. Did you I, even know anything about it, or you were just like, no, I, I mean, got to have that? I I would randomly pick up fantasy books just mm. to read, and, and that one, you know, it was thick, and it had, like, dudes with mm. swords and stuff on the cover so i was yeah. like oh this is great and thick and dudes <laughs> i mean like you talk my language and and, <laughs> and so, yeah so it was uh and it definitely it definitely was something special uh mm-hmm. it's i mean it's not the you know everybody everybody knows about it now but what t- for you made it special for me it was because I don't. It, just something about the 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 disparate storylines and like the the grandeur of it, it just felt really. It felt epic, and it felt like wow, this is this is this whole other universe that this guy has created, and and to the t- uh, to a T to a T, yeah, yeah. And like you know, in the books, uh, he has point of view characters. Like each chapter is named after the the point of view of the person who's who's right. you know whose mm-hmm. chapter it is. Sure. And, and so, you know, you get to, you really get to know these characters because they, they the speak and the way they diff- think, the way they think, the way they talk, they, what motivates them. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you, you really feel like, you know, at a certain point you knew them my, 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 in, in the books. My favorite storyline was, was Arya's storyline. Really? Oh yeah. But yeah. how do you like her storyline in the show? 
not as much. Uh, uh, I haven't honestly. Like I thought this season, like the 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 whole thing with her well, and uh, let's okay. just uh, okay. Well, oh, we well, I, well I only want to if it's gonna be a spoiler is all I was gonna say. Oh sure, uh, yeah sure. Uh, I I just I felt like. I wasn't as interested the this last season mm-hmm. in in Arya's story in particular. I felt like the and maybe maybe it'll it'll come across better in the books mm-hmm. or something. But mm-hmm. like I feel like something was not quite there. Mm-hmm. Or it just felt a little bit lacking in terms of why, right? And that because that was always something that was really present in in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the books especially because uh-huh. you know there's a lot of time to and a lot of detail that you can build up a lot of motivations you can build up in this you know in the tv show you have an hour mm-hmm. yeah to compress all these things but but in the books you know you can really take your time with people's motivations and, and so i always felt like there was these the reasons for her actions were were very clear if not clearly defined then then at least you know the, the reader was given a, a sense of of you know why you know, I've been kind of feeling like without giving any spoilers away to a degree, I just feel like with this season, it's been feeling more like that than ever before. Like, I feel like there were clear storylines or there were things that were, were being given to us in past seasons that do give you a sense of why. Why do the characters and really the motivations that behind the the characters and the histories that create those motivations and that's what makes this whole thing so amazing is like that there really are these details that exist in the world of the story that were created and intended by the author uh, that do have their impact on the motivations behind the people's actions and that's and and yet in this season i felt like there was an element of that li- missing. Well, it, possibly because because he hasn't written it. George R. R. Martin hasn't written yeah, it. Yeah, George R. R. Martin hasn't written it yet, and I feel like George. it seems really clear. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. terms of that level of complexity, mm-hmm. because the characters are we've grown with these characters throughout the whole series, and you realize, like going back and watching it multiple times, you realize, okay, this is why this person is like this now. Yeah. And it's like you're growing with, you're really actually living a lifetime with these people. You know what I mean? Like you're experiencing their lives and realizing what it is that moves these people to do that, do the things that they do. Dominic, you asked earlier why I, or maybe it was Laura asked Mm -hmm. why I thought the books were special. And and Mm -hmm. I have a better answer now. You asked (laughs) the, the, that book stood apart from pretty much all other fantasy books because it 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 took into account the real world. Like, in a, yeah. on some level, like like fantasy books are almost like Disneyfied versions of of sort of you know medieval times. There's there's no like rape. People don't say fuck. You know, people like <laughs> right. There, there's there's no dirt. It's a little there's more no, vanilla. Yeah, there, there's no there's no real grit. No and edge. There's no edge. There's no grit. There's no realism. There's no there's mm. no darkness. You know, or mm-hmm. at least if there's darkness, it's these like, you know, big evil monsters that are mm. coming to crush everybody. And that you know, and that that exists it's in like Game of Thrones, but that's but that's sort of like the the this lesser motivation than right. Like, than like the real world and people's it's real secondary world. to the motivations yeah the character of arcs exactly that's what's so great about this whole thing is exactly. it's not just a fantasy thing there are elements of that which give it an even greater depth of complexity but the the fantasy elements don't override exactly the important things going on here well in the, in the first what's... book in you know in the first book there was there was magic but it took place barely like in the last chapter 
Right. And it was and it was described very sort of vaguely. Yeah, they use it minimally. Like it's not it's not like an easy outlet for them to create, you know, some plot twist. Yeah. You know, like I feel like that's the thing with other kind of fantasy stuff is like it gives you these easy ways to kind of get out of a situation if you have to. Yeah. Whereas like some in, magical thing. Yeah, like we'll just or, like save the day. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in Game of Thrones, I mean, there's a little bit of that, but I think that it just creates that much more of a complex. It's almost like you take themes of war and you you have magical elements to it and that creates like these other dynamics. But the dynamics are what's interesting. It's, exactly. it's the, the, the relationships is the thing that keeps people coming back for more, not well, that, the that's magical like, stuff. Well, same thing with, you know, Walking Dead. I mean, that's why people like Walking Dead is because it's about the, the interpersonal relationships and the kind of decisions that people make when, when under duress. Mm-hmm. Not about necessarily zombies or like the zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse, but it's about the human decisions that people make while they're in these kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you watch The Walking uh-huh. Dead? I did for the first couple seasons. Yeah. Um, but then I, I kind of like, I like the comic. Uh-huh. I yeah, always, I like the comic. I've always liked too, the comic, or, or for you know, graphic not or graphic novel. Seven or years or so, I've I've been reading the comic. Oh, cool! And uh, <laughs> Nick knows his shit. I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you're on I'm it. A, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm so excited <laughs> to have a real, a genuine, a genuine, genuine, nerd. genuine nerd. Yeah, yeah. But, no, it's, it's it's all good. It's yeah, like having I. A dragon. But but yeah, the, the for the walking the Walking Dead, like I I kind of got, I I I like the 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 comic book format for mm-hmm. that much more like i feel like when when it was made live action the 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 zombie sensationalism yeah. became much oh, more right, of a yeah. of a central facet of the the story or the, yeah. the, the show which is the least interesting part of the comic books kind of yeah. and yeah. definitely the show yeah um yeah I was going to say, I think that the magical elements of Game of Thrones are basically like an added bonus to what ultimately is an amazingly epic, like detailed history of characters and their inner working personal relationships and stuff and and like the psychology behind motivation. So baby boy Nick read all of the Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. books and then flash forward to some hot August night when they announced Game (laughs) of Thrones is coming to the television screen near you. Like where were you and how <laughs> did this alter mid 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 baby boy Nick's life I I mean I was I was living in San Francisco mm-hmm. with uh, a bunch of people who were also sort of freaky and mm-hmm. and they were they were excited and they, they actually <laughs> so, so they were in it too oh yeah you they, weren't like banging the pots and pans like you guys I, pay attention no, game of thrones I, it's good i actually resisted the show for the first year uh, or so okay, i okay. well i was you know I, did you think it didn't like live up or i didn't were you afraid it was not going to no it's that i i had like i said i'd been living with these characters for so long what that, do you mean by characters like <laughs> Like like that. Jon Snow, like Sansa Stark, oh, oh, like those Arya characters. Yeah, yeah, I like, thought yeah. you meant like, I thought Ned... you meant your roommates. No no no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we can get that. Those were those were certainly characters. I but, thought you uh, said they were no, no, freaks. No. <laughs> they, well, they're in the best way. I know. <laughs> but, like, I want to know more. Uh, but so no, I had been living with the the Game of Thrones characters for for so long <laughs> that like I I didn't. You want... know, John was in the last bedroom. Sansa was in my parents' house. Did you have to like share a room or anything? Was it did it get bathroom kind of get a little gross? Like a little bloody. Sansa every night talking about Ari and what a bitch she was. (laughs) You've been living with the characters. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so I just didn't want to. I I just didn't want to destroy like the 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 sort of 
image reality of this universe that I had created in my brain. And, right. You know, it's like when you when you watch yeah when you watch a movie like of a book you've read oh, yeah, and then totally. you read the book again sure. you're you're you've forgotten the fantasy exactly you've, you've forgotten what you've created and you always see the images uh-huh. from the, the movie or at least uh-huh. you know a lot of people do uh-huh. right now normally know. on this podcast we do start with other yeah, uh, we don't topics just talk such about as the game of thrones but you know there was there was no stopping the uh There's a lot the, the storm here and i, I, and I do understand that i, but I just bad. wanted to chime in real quick is there anything that we wanted to discuss yeah. beyond Game of Thrones, how perhaps. How have you been, Dominic? I just oh, know. how have I been? How have you been and how are you? Because you, are you bored? <laughs> it's no, funny. Well, this it's is now interesting. our third episode about Game of Thrones. And is this it? No, it's our of, second. No, I mean, well, we've been talking about it kind of Right, throughout. always. And I wonder, <laughs> like, are you and other people just getting bored and wanting it to go now? Or are people just like, this is so fucking interesting. I want to hear more. It's Even moderately interesting to me. It's, it's moderately interesting to me from an outside perspective. Uh, but, you know, obviously I don't know the trials and tribulations and the details and such. But, uh, you know, it seems you guys love it. It's great. I, lo- I love that you love it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I got to tell you guys something. Huh. I guess I waited until now. To- or- oh, uh, no. Not, oh, okay. Not yet. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know about that. But uh, this Italian sparkling water. Who knows what? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I've never farted and I never will. Now, Duh. if you hold in a burp, um, <laughs> does it make it into a fart? Is this a science fact that we should get something into? Something you or? should try and tell okay. us later. I'll let you know. Uh, I did watch the episode last night. Guys. I fucking do it. I, I mean, it's so it. obvious. I it. It's so o- okay. So no, wait, a little, a little bit of background, a little bit of background okay. here. Normally, for a totally tell me episode, we will not. Wa- well, especially if it's an episode of TV, which we've only done a couple times, but we won't watch it beforehand, and we'll all watch it together. And for the we first couldn't time. do the podcast on Sunday night when uh, the episode. It's Monday right now. It's Monday today, and so Dominic and I, we, and, and Nick all agreed that we were going to. Watch the episode and do an, uh, an episode of Totally Tell Me on, on the final episode of Game of Thrones tonight on Monday. And I specifically <laughs> called Nick and I was like, Nick, you got to do this episode. We'd love to have you. Uh-huh. Who I can't think of a better person to do the final episode of season seven Game of Thrones. And I was like, but can you wait an extra night to watch the show? Because how we normally do it is we don't watch the show. And we do not talk about it until right after we're done watching the show. Uh-huh. So you forced Nick's, Nick's like, hand. And Nick was like. Yeah, I can wait a whole night, sure. <laughs> you know, and he was like, he's like, well, Monday's a really good day for me. And I was like, perfect. And then <laughs> last night comes around and I get to thinking about it. And I was like, do I really want to wait another night, like a night to watch the show? Because, well, for one thing, there's going to be spoilers. <laughs> it's all the excuses, over the, the excuses. No, over but then here. the real, the real clincher. Really, was the real clincher no, is so that then, you just have no, no patience. No, and then I was like, I gotta call Nick and ask him what he thinks of this. But then I was like, shoot, I can't call Nick because Nick's phone was broken. So I had to email him, and oh. I was like, I don't know if he's gonna get the email. Oh yeah, and I yeah. really hope he gets it. And it was so like, it's my fault. No, yeah, no, no, so, no. So really, here's the I'm thing. Not, hey, I'm not done yet. Let me finish. So I wrote him the email, and I was like, look, are you gonna care if I watch this? Because I'm gonna we- watch it no matter what on Monday anyway, even though I watch it again. And if so, like, yeah, let me know if you care. Or do you want to just go ahead and watch it tonight and watch it tomorrow night, <laughs> A, B, or C, or whatever? And then I was like, if I don't get this, then I'll probably not watch it and I'll wait till Monday. But if I do and you don't care, then I'm going to watch it. And so I don't hear back from him. And then wait, my so, little brother. And you told him that if you didn't hear back from him, that you would wait. I did. And you didn't hear back from him and you did not wait. <laughs> That's true. Because here's what happened. I'm this so, is your. Re- I don't know. Digging yourself I, in a oh, hole here. I'm Mike's fault. I know. I'm look. I know that you guys are going to just not like this. But this, here's the real like humanizing factor about it. Oh, the humanizing <laughs> factor. Oh, is because 
so the reason we couldn't do it last night, one of the reasons was because we found out that a person was playing a show that we really, really wanted to see. And it was like a really cool secret show. And it happened to be Toon Yards here in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to see this shit. Fucking. So that well, was let's awesome. Get back. We'll get back to it. We'll get back so to it. So then at the show, I, you know, we we're hanging out. And then my little brother is like texting me and calling me, like blowing my page of shit up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so now it's your brother's he, fault. He's calling me like off the chain. Uh-huh. And I'm like, why is he calling me so hard? I answered the phone. <laughs> and he was like. Laura, what the hell? We're waiting for you right now to watch Game of Thrones. Where are you? They live in New York. Why would they be waiting for yeah, you to watch Game of Thrones? Because we do that. Like, basically, this you whole season. You started at the same time, and you're like. We st- yeah, we literally get on the phone, and they're like. This is like. <laughs> that's some that's some weird codependent shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how, can you, how can you not divorce yourself from that? Just because come on. Uh, it's, Max and Nikki are probably listening right no, now. No, they're going to listen. Up, what's up, fellas? This is our thing. This is the thing we do. When they moved away to New York, it was like. There were only so many things we had left together, okay? Well, One of those sweet. things is Game of Thrones. and Because when they were living here, they would come over. And, well, Nikki did. Nikki, Max had so been watching Nick's it. So it's Nick's fault because Came over he and watched every episode back. of Game of Thrones. And then, no, it wasn't. It's not Nick's fault. It's uh-huh. just that it's my little brother's fault. Because, you know, <laughs> they, I have to watch it with them. It's everybody's fault but yours. <laughs> right, yeah. The person who really, actually made the decision. You have, you uh, have your yeah, own obviously. self. Uh, you could make as decisions usual. for oneself as a human being. No, but it was you the final told, episode. And, and they were, had been waiting for said. hours. They were, like, literally calling me for over an hour. And here's I was like, I got to watch this episode. No, no, no. See, here's what you could. Here's here's just an alternate take on the evening. Here's just Let's just role play just for a second here. An alternate way this could have gone down you're 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 the brothers and you're like you're like what 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 are you saying to me they're i'm like, laura they're like laura we're waiting for you please we're, we need to buy oh i'm so sorry guys this one time you know this was we're the doing last a, time i'm sorry max and nikki sitting right next to me i gotta see it with uh tomorrow we're doing a totally tell me episode i know you guys like the show i know you love it and i know you're probably gonna listen anyways but look i gotta (laughs) watch it with them for the first time it's like a whole thing that we do it's all part of the plan you know and then what would they say they'd be like they'd be like what the hell we've been sitting here for an hour and a half waiting for you why didn't you at least tell us before and i'd be like i'm so sorry i was at a show i was at a show it's all good it's all good i mean uh, just fine go ahead and watch it i'm super tired anyways i'm really tired i'm just gonna go to bed tonight anyways it's like i go to bed learn from john snow you gotta lie sometimes right wait do you want to hear the twins response (laughs) this is their response okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then you're like all right cool i'm so glad you understand click no, I can't do that to them. They're so little. Grown men. Grown men. They're hurt. They're hurt by it. little baby Nick and Max. Let me tell you how we do it, too, by the way. They call me. They're like, are you ready to watch Game of Thrones? I'll be like, hang Three, on. Anton's two, on the one. toilet. And then <laughs> finally so, comes out. So when one and then of we'll them, be like, all right, on the count of five, we're going to press no, play. No, you do not do this. So you we get it ready it. on our computers. So like, you're just all right, silently one, on two, the phone? Three, four click okay call you back <laughs> fine it seems like a fine fun thing to do it but is look, fun you should try it you know i, used to do I, it I, you know, I do try it with you every time we do a totally tell me episode no, i thought that's what we were doing tonight but apparently no but apparently we, not as important as that no, i thought we were gonna try it we tried no, it tonight. three no. two one we're all watching together in the same room click play oh sorry i already watched it <laughs> <laughs> but didn't I at least act surprised in some moment? No, you no it you was so that, obvious. A, it was so obvious. You sent me that email that you said you were <laughs> already going to watch it. So I knew you'd already watched it. You, and you Wait, made a how couple, did you know? Because, well, you made a couple vocal cue tells <laughs> that. I, I don't oh, remember. you mean today? Just to yeah, just oh, now. Absolutely. Like, I knew, I well, knew you yeah. already watched it based on, based on that. I have to say, I was. You're not, you're not a very good liar. Well, I didn't lie. I didn't lie. I never said I didn't watch it. 
Oh, that, exactly. You're, and your, so your lack of denial was just perfectly, yeah. you know. Well, so Laura line. also. But I will brought- say this: I was in my mind last night thinking, like, I guess I have to act tomorrow. Like, I didn't watch it, Jeez. and I was asking my brothers, like, you think I can do this? They're like, I don't know. Now, here's why I, feel I, thought pre- that. I do feel a little guilty. And here's I, why I. It's not like I don't feel guilty. And you want to know <laughs> so why sorry. I thought that maybe you had watched it was because. Here you are. I walk in this very <laughs> evening for a totally tell me episode and let me clue all you listeners. And normally when I walk into a household for a totally tell me episode, the mics are not set up and there are n- there is but maybe one snack. But tonight was a completely different story for Laura had completely set up the mics and there was cakes and getting just like oh, yeah. custards. And we had and, a cake. And, it said DOT uh, 2017. Right, right. And. You know what made me just think for a second that maybe you were doing all this because you were trying to make up for the fact that you had not indeed waited for this evening. And when we started the episode tonight, it started towards the end of the episode. No, but that's because my little brother... Oh, I know. know. We we put it on and it comes on at like an hour and ten minutes into the episode. I I swear I haven't started yet. Oh, this is so crazy. I swear to you How did this happen? My brother. It was my brother's. I don't know. I think my brothers are watching this. This is so crazy. That can happen. It does happen. Okay, like... I'll watch something and it'll be almost over because they watched it. Uh-huh. That does happen. It does happen. I'm not it's saying a, it, it happened could happen. this time. Yeah, it could happen. It didn't happen. This Look, time. at least I feel yeah, bad about happen. it. Could happen. It could happen. At least I did like something to make up for it. I mean, uh-huh. come on. We all benefited from these cakes and candies, did we not? Oh, totally. Uh, it was I mean, delicious. We, had, I mean, yeah, we didn't sure, have just candy. Sure, we had chips sure. and salsa. We had some uh, so delicious um, chocolate-covered so, coconut bars, which are freaking fucking amazing white bean dip that was really white good. bean mm. dip yeah it was a tuscan white bean dip uh so there's all kinds of reasons to be happy about the fact that i watched it last night mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's ever so briefly just recap the wonders of last night though just uh just oh yeah i do have yeah, i actually do have something to say about this for okay. once yeah <laughs> so this is one of this is our part of the weekend review that we actually had very really very into. briefly though because we do have to get to the main yeah, topic here. we uh we saw toon yards play last night at oakland secret a tiny little house under venue. a pseudo name it was yeah like it was a under a pseudo uh, and uh we had played there like uh, several months ago um fox hills brigade did and like it was Oakland Secret, that that weird place in Jack London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little uh, house. Basically, basically. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been there. Yeah. And uh, I was really surprised to hear that she'd be playing there, you know, because it's like so DIY and. Well, it made perfect sense. I mean, she's. It does make sense. They're they're currently in the middle of recording, and they were like testing out new yeah. songs, basically. So she just played like, I think six new songs and that yeah. was it. It was like a short-ish set, but I mean, and there holy was, shit, it was incredible. It was, was a four-band bill. The first band was a really, really good band called um, Mostly Human or Part Human. Really good. You would like it. I mean, yeah. it's like oh, cool, like cool. kind of dark synth pop kind of stuff, like cool beats. dark, dark wave kind of stuff. Really great guitar player. Um, really cool bass player and amazing. Like the girl, she was like doing her synth stuff and it was awesome. It was like really, really cool beats and, and, and a little tones crowdy. And stuff. Like the beats were just kind of like, was it drum machine? Yeah, was it Yeah, drum machine. Mm hmm. And uh, and then there was oh Lalin Saint Just who was uh, from s- the, the session. session. Mm-hmm. She did like a solo sh- a solo solo set no solo set. Oh my god, I can't. Say a it. solo set. A she was also trying set. out some new material as well. She was kind of like yeah. had a, just a few songs that she was just kind of like jamming out on, and they were they were sounding great. I really loved. Yeah, it, it was just her singing with a synth, mm-hmm. and it was really good. 
And then the third band was like from New York, mm-hmm. whose name is escaping me right now, but it was like a dude playing saxophone with a drummer. And then they the had drummer like was such a tracks. badass. It was kind of like jazzy, uh, like fusion-y psychedelic, kind of. uh, just cra- just wall of sound almost. Uh, sort of a thing. Really cool. Really wild. I mean, the whole like, evening like, was dancers. just amazing. They had like these dancers yeah. that did kind of like these interpretive like modern, dances. Modern, <laughs> wow, that's yeah. cool. Modern dance kind of thing going but on. But Tune Yards just... Just so she like blew she kind of just makes blew the me top off. She's both such an inspiration and like amazing, and also like so humbling and kind of discouraging in that same <laughs> way. Because I'm like, I should just quit now. Like, there's no way I'll ever be as good as that. Like, she's just so good. She was her really band incredible. is so good. Her bass player is Nate ph- phenomenal. Like, he's not yeah. doing anything super crazy, but he's doing he something so to, good. Yeah, he knows it's where like to It's, like, so everything. tasteful. His tones were incredible. Mm-hmm. And there was so much space. It complements her music so well, too. Yeah. Did she have a live drummer, like, or was it drum machine? Yeah, she no, had a live, live drummer, drummer, and he also and had was, a drum pad. Yeah, there's, like, pro- programmed machine. beats that were going on. They were playing, like, a click, and so there was some other shit going on. And she well. used all these, like, crazy vocal pedals. Well, she wasn't... At, they weren't just vocal pedals. That She was just running her vocals through a bunch of pedals and, like... um she had two mics and she was doing like some looping and shit like that yeah. and sampling and like it was just really really cool i mean it that was the one of their fir- their first show playing those songs live and it was as tight as that i just can't even imagine what it's going to be like i mean i got to say i got chills in that show i mean i was just like really just She's in a really slice good. of heaven listening to new material from them uh live uh and hearing those songs i mean i just Totally loved it. Tune Yards is, is like one of my favorite bands, and I just was, and I was on like cloud nine last night. I was just, I still have she kind of been on a high all, all night. <laughs> she I said hi to her band. going out. I mean, I, this sounds so lame and like fanny of me, and like <laughs> to even be public about this, but I like went up to her to be like, I don't know if you remember me, but we played last. She was like, Of course I remember you, because we played a show last year together, and it was like to such an honor for me to be able to share a stage with her but mm-hmm. me but as well, uh yeah. but i was like oh man you're so good i mm-hmm. just like i know you hear it all the time but i gotta say like you're an inspiration and yeah anyway she gave so a hug. <laughs> look out for tune yards cool. new material uh i think yeah. they're kind of going back into hibernation for a couple more months but it's really we'll good. see what happens it very like, incredible from from my end of things one last thing i just want to say about it is that it's, it's so cool because it is complex and like there's a lot going on but at the same time but there's so much dance. space yeah. like there's enough space like between things where you can really kind of listen to each individual thing and what's what's going on and that bass player yeah uh nate, nate yeah he's so good i really recommend him <laughs> like he's awesome. oh yeah i mean i th- i think yeah he's just incredible. tasteful tasteful and so <coughs> relaxed like the way he was playing his bass was just an inspiration. Well, they're pro. They're just total. They're yeah. just pro. Yeah. Just, just blown it the fuck up. Just it makes me like happy to be in the Bay Area with uh, such a force. I feel like, like yeah. it's, it's exciting. It's, it's they're it's engaging. They're, yeah, they're just like they're like repping it a little bit to me. You know, they're like, oh man, we got like some <laughs> rad shit in Oakland. Every time I see them, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think uh, we should get into the main topic here because sure. we are, uh, you know, ooh, yeah. So, (laughs) Game of Thrones, final episode, season seven. Yeah. So, no, no, what are the nerds? Oh, yeah. So, from this point on, if you have not seen the latest episode of of Game of Thrones, you should turn off the podcast if you care about spoilers. Um, But, yeah, what did you guys think of the last episode of season seven? I guess I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it was interesting. You know, there was like, there were things about it that I didn't love. 
But on the other hand, it's still really exciting to me to watch. And like there were things that definitely happened in this episode that are worth talking about. And like and I'm still thinking about it, you know, even though. okay, so like this was my second time watching it. But there are things that I'm I'm finding myself trying to figure out the motivations behind things and really struggling to fill in the blanks. I feel like I'm struggling more with that this season than I have in past seasons. Because when you ask yourself, why did a person do something in past seasons? I feel like you can really go back and realize why by looking back and, and like thinking about it. Whereas right now I feel like I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm creating ideas, you know what I mean? Or, 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 or speculating much more than before. Yeah. Well, do you feel that way? I definitely feel that oh, way. Okay, I feel okay. like, because I, I thought like maybe it just had to do with because Laura's seen it like five times. So was he. And he's read oh, the really? books. You've, he's you've read seen, the books three times. Well, maybe yeah. How many times have you seen the TV show? Uh, I've watched. I've watched the first season maybe twice. Okay. And I think. I think I've seen every season maybe twice except mm-hmm. for this season which i've only seen once and right. maybe this right. the last season i've only seen once but you feel like the there is something about this season that is just harder to follow and well i just i feel like motivation i feel like after the the st- when the story continued from where the books ended so like you know season right. you know, like mid season six yeah. up to now i feel like george R. R. martin gave david benioff and the other guy like okay here's some plot points Here's what what needs to happen to set up, you know, the end mm-hmm. and uh, all that detail shit you guys can just fill in, which is like <laughs> the most important thing, I think. Yeah. And but but I feel like but I feel like that's, you know, that that's was where his the gold is. But that's where. Yeah, that's and that's where he is holding himself back because he wants to make the books different than the than the show. And so he wants to he doesn't want to give them everything. And maybe in doing that it kind of actually emphasizes his ability as a writer. Yeah. And you know, maybe he like and he maybe knows that because he doesn't know everything either. You know, right. maybe he hasn't figured it all well, out. But I think he does though. You know what I mean? Like to me, the way that this whole series has started and and like just the intention like from the beginning of it it seems to me like he had a very very like detailed vision for these characters like before the books even start you know it's like they already have these histories he started i think he started writing the first book in like 1990 (laughs) and it didn't come out to 1996 and then by by 99 he he had book two and book three out Mm -hmm. and initially it was just supposed to be a trilogy and then and then it went to five books and now it's going to be seven books Right. See, it's like if if you look back on season one, he had to know what was going to happen in season seven or well, maybe not seven, but season five. I think well, when he, he was he, writing parts of did, those. Sure. I mean, I think he had some major plot points. You yeah. know, I mean, he had like the Red Wedding planned. He had, you know, I think uh, maybe like John losing his life at the end of book five. I think he had those those major things planned. But I don't I don't know that he had a lot of other stuff. But there's like little details that give that that imply that he knew. You yeah, know what I mean? Like for sure, little well, things. It's crazy. It's like just things that people say. You know what I mean? That tell you like, oh, that's why this person did that later mm-hmm. on, or why they they feel this way now. Well, he's. I mean, I think he's that good of a writer that he yeah. can put that stuff in there. But but I don't think he, I think that that comes through a, a process. Uh-huh. You know, ne- not necessarily just like. 
spontaneously out of his head like i know why this happened because this this and this and this and i think he has to, yeah i think he really has to live with it i mean that's why he takes so damn long yeah mm-hmm. to write his books because i mean he's admitted to be a, being a slow writer but he also wants to take his time and to to make sure that those details all line up so I, getting back to this yeah. episode specifically though because i do want to figure out what you guys felt about this episode being a season finale and yeah. like did you feel like it was uh satisfying as a fan or what I, I felt I felt fairly satisfied. I, I I'm glad I, I'm glad that the whole Air Arya Sansa conflict is relatively Wrapped over because that, that that I'm sorry, but that was the most bullshit. Thing oh, that it whole. still seems bullshit in a way. It's <laughs> yeah. like what? That I mean, so, yeah that 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 part felt it was really so hollow to me. Um, me too. I'm, I'm glad that Littlefinger is gone because mm-hmm. he just it felt like his scheming was just ringing at a an little, end. Exactly, it was so hollow and thin at the at the yeah. end. Like it just felt like like what other purpose could his character have in the story? And yeah. and I guess that's probably why he died. Yeah. But the way he died to me was so cheesy. Like when they were in the like the the Great Hall or whatever in Winterfell, and then. Sansa calls Saria up to the stand and then she goes, you stand accused of murder and you stand accused of treason. Lord Baelish. Yeah, she's like, Lord (laughs) Baelish. Like, that was so (laughs) ridiculous to me. Like, that would not have happened in season five. That kind of writing. You know what I mean? It was just so cheesy. And like, I didn't like, uh, uh, like, the... a couple episodes past, there was these shots of like little fingers coming out of the shadow. Right. You know, it's like half his face like emerging from right. the shadow. And it just yeah. felt, it felt so contrived. Like Hollywood and like cheesy. Yeah. It was it mainstream. Was, it wasn't subtle at all. No. No, it wasn't, it, it did not live up to the to standard of writing. The standard of writing in the first couple seasons. Which I hear you. So you guys both feel like this episode though was pretty satisfying and was pretty good from a writing perspective there were some events that were satisfying the way they happened not sure if that was satisfying and the whole you know? like Jon Snow hey babe I'm just gonna knock on your door and then we're gonna be you know phoning down like, yeah it was there was no I don't know maybe dialogue would have sort of like made that moment more silly or not quite as like romantic as it as it because like the, the the whole like quiet storm of their love or whatever like how it's been growing like i i, I kind of i feel that but oh like, that wasn't a flashback i guess I was no, confused. No, no, no 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 that was that was <laughs> oh yeah that was right then and there <laughs> so funny. i mean i have no idea auntie, what's going on auntie really and nephew, <laughs> auntie and nephew auntie and nephew oh they're on the nephew auntie oh, and nephew wow. are creating wow. a both son and cousin <laughs> oh god that, that, or daughter yeah, and cousin that that, that kind of is disturbing how I like, know. These, the, like I think the, it's interesting. I think I've made that com, that relationship is definitely complex and interesting to me. And because of the fact that they're aunt and nephew, it makes it so compelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's but, see, that's a relationship <laughs> I cannot wait to read in the books. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was thrilled when when um, uh, Daenerys finally met uh, Jon Snow. When when she finally Tyrion? met yeah when she finally met Tyrion in mm. in the in the books like mm. but the way they had that in the books was way different than the, than they had it in the yeah in the show and and I just I don't know like that's that's a, a relationship I can't wait for George R R Martin to to, to flesh do that. out yeah totally well it was their meeting I think that really brought the forces together like it was that was the beginning of like okay really there's two sides to the world and then there's well there's two sides to to living. Yeah. And then there's the dead. Yeah. And like, 
that was what's so interesting is because it was like these two great forces coming together. Well, it's well, I mean, the, the whole the whole story is called A Song of Ice, ice and, and Fire. fire. And, sure. and obviously, you know, he's ice and she's fire, right? Um, Wait, Tyrion? No, no, no. Jon Snow. Oh, Jon Snow. Jon yeah, Snow of course. is ice. Yeah. Well, and, there's that, but there's also Daenerys Targaryen is fire. There's also like the dead being ice. And exactly. The living I mean, there's, being, I think there's, there's like various levels. I think there's of various it. levels, but I think, but mm-hmm. I think on a certain on a certain level, a song of ice and fire is about the relationship of Jon Snow and, and, Daenerys. and Daenerys Targaryen. Totally. And, and how they will, you know, create this new sort of like element well, <laughs> or well, create like a, sort of a new a new house or a right. new empire. Of yeah. Their, with their progeny will create right. You know, this whatever. Um. But like, okay, so the death of Littlefinger was an interesting thing. It's like when it happened, I was like, okay, well, that's something that just happened. Is that the dude who gets his neck all sliced? Yeah, like, but again, like, I'm still feeling really muddled in terms of like the way that Arya and Sansa schemed into doing that. Like how, what was really going on there? Like they were faking these fights that they were having that were supposedly behind closed doors. And was it all just a show for Littlefinger? Yeah. And like, where, uh, where were the know. other Lords of the North? Where, I mean, where were they? Right. Like it was, it, it, they were totally left out well, of that wait, decision. Let's, oh, you mean like the bear people? And well, yeah. Well, like, you know, like there's that, there's the little, the little the girl. fierce girl. And yeah, there's like the other, the there's person. the other Lords of the North that they'd all, they'd all gathered at Winterfell and they were, you know, they were Sansa. There's been scenes where Sansa has been like arguing with them and like, you know, talking right. to them, and but where were they in this decision, and where were they in in bringing justice to this guy well, who had betrayed their their lord? You know? I don't think they needed it. But I don't think they. I don't. Sorry, I thought that was really lit. Um, I don't think that Sansa, as the lady of, and the guardian of Winterfell at that moment, like necessarily needed their input on her decision to execute Littlefinger. I'm not talking about their input, but I'm talking oh. if she if she was going to punish this guy who had betrayed their their rightful lord, Ned Stark, right? He'd yeah. be, he'd betrayed Ned Stark to his death. Mm-hmm. Well, Wouldn't and, you uh, think that that she would John want Aaron. them to be what what? John Aaron. Or what's his name? Well, you he know, killed the, she she accused him of killing John Aaron, but he Littlefinger had also betrayed Ned Stark. Right by yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so, yeah. but anyway, so one would think that the lords would maybe be a part of this this process of justice. Maybe, but like I don't know, Ned Stark made decisions to kill people without other lords of the North doing being but, there. But he he would he would be the person who executed them and he would do it right in public exactly with everybody that was the one thing it. is they talked about that actually in this episode how like he who uh, cast or no he who the makes the sentence no he who who oh, cast okay. the sentence should swing the sword and basically like in this particular situation that doesn't happen it's like Arya passes the sentence and then Sa- no Sansa passes the sentence and Arya swings the sword which was really like kind of going against what their father had taught them. And it's, there's a lot of reflecting on the father and kind of like his influence on them. And, and, and actually Aria, I think it was the last episode talks about what her father had taught her, you know, and she's like con- telling this to Sansa who she supposedly wants to kill, you know, or we're led to believe she wants to kill and all this weird shit. And then it like the way that it plays out is doesn't really, I don't know, ring true in a lot of ways to like kind of their characters. Yeah. Or does it? I don't know. I I would say that, that Arya executing Lord Baelish and Sansa passing the sentence. I guess that is true. Sansa's Sansa's not a killer killer or somebody who really is violent in any way. And, and, you know, her her, her little sister, you know, 
is a killer. Is a killer, and, and somebody who could who could you know execute that that sentence. Yeah, so to sorry. Speak. I guess what I meant was it just seemed like kind of. S- why were they, you know, citing all these less like these kind of lessons and these themes that were passed on from their father leading up to this when it kind of like it didn't really line up with those same ideas? Well, there's Does a lot of Ned Stark, right? Because because Jon Snow and um, what's his name? Uh, I'm so bad with names. The, the guy from the Iron Islands. Who, oh, you're on. Uh, uh, Theon. Theon. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Theon. Gandalf. Yeah, Gandalf. <laughs> Theon and and John were talking about Ned Stark and uh, you right. know how he was father to both of them, but ironically John's he wasn't. He wasn't either. He wasn't either of their fathers. Right, exactly. I think John that moment was like a revelation for John too, because eventually we find oh, he's he's a Stark and he's a Targaryen, mm-hmm. and so he's telling himself he doesn't have to choose. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know what so I mean? he's. By the end of the show, we realize, okay. But, but John doesn't know. John doesn't know any No, of that. he doesn't know, but it's like, a, it's sort of a, you know, what do you call it? It's a, a premonition. Foreshadowing. Foreshadow, thanks. <laughs> so now where do you but. feel like season seven has left us overall? The you White know, Walkers like, are here. I mean, they are full on here. Yeah. So right. they're screwed well, pretty much. Okay. So so season eight, then there's there's a setup that you are interested in. I mean, unless they all just hide inside like the fucking caves of Dragonstone, that surrounded by dragon glass, like how the hell are they gonna get past this many like Walking Dead and a dragon? Yeah, that's... Walking Dead is right. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> well, it's like crazy. What is this show? Is this Walking Dead now? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's like wa- I okay, mean, what they first up, I had no doing... idea there were zombies in Game of Thrones yeah, there until are. this very eve. It's got it all. Right, and then it's a zombie the, bursts the, out of the fucking box though. here. They're, they're in the, the very episode. first episode. What? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, but that's, you know, they're hey, in the very I'm first my, scene of the I very was, first episode. I, I understand where you're coming from, though, Dominic, because the first episode, I, it was like a I did not give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> was it a monster? I, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, you think it's a monster? They don't it really know. It looked very traditionally like a zombie in this episode, though. Like well, when that thing comes out of the box, that was like a zombie, and then they take off his arm and like, okay, zombie. This is like Walking <laughs> Dead shit, right? Well, now. there's a difference between the the dead. And then the the White Walkers. The undead. Oh, okay. The White Walkers are the are the the, the people with the blue eyes. They're right. like they're the, like granted the power. Of that's the a, one where the, blue, where the the exactly. mighty blue dragon blew down the big old wall, and all the monsters come crawling over. Those are the White Walkers. The the White Walkers were created by the the children of the forest uh-huh. to to or initially to kill humans. Uh-huh. Right, because the children and, and the humans were at war, at odds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then so the children created these these White Walkers to to defeat the humans, but then they mm-hmm. lost control of them. Yeah, oh, don't but worry about it, explaining. What it exactly too much is the difference <laughs> in terms of like ability and powers between a White Walker and the dead and the like undead? Uh, you mean like that, like the zombie and the White Walker? Yeah, yeah. Like what is? Well, what's I think the, the white the White Walker the White Walker has sort of uh, consciousness. Oh, they yeah, all they, have that? Yeah, they're they're autonomous. They they they're sort of, you know, they have the same thing that the three-eyed raven has kind of or what is it called, you know, when the no, no, eyes no, go in the back of the head? No, they don't have they don't have Oh, like, they're all connected. They're not clairvoyant. A, or, I see what you're no, saying. no, no. They they're like individuals whereas the the, the dead are just mindless. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Okay, so tell me how this correlates with what happened in the in the episode when they're all on the island, you know, in the middle of the snow. And like they hurt one of the guys, and then it like affects all of like a bunch because of them because the, the, they're all under the same maker. Or? Yeah, because that that <laughs> White Walker had raised all of those dead. 
Like so the it white- takes a white walker to raise the dead? Yes. Like remember in the end of the previous episode, the the Night King resurrects the dragon? Yeah. Like he he touches the dragon and resurrects it. So it takes Touch one of those white walkers to resurrect the dead. It t- that's but I their- thought the king was creating the white walkers. No. The white walkers are created by the children oh, of the yeah. forest. Okay, gotcha. So the difference, though, between the king and the White Walkers is he's just the king of the White he's Walkers. He's just the leader. He's just the leader. He's the leader. He's the most powerful. Maybe he was the first created or right, something. Right, okay. And so really the White Walkers and the king all have the same powers, kind of. Yeah, but he's the yeah. leader. Yeah, 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 okay. Here's what I want to know. <laughs> Laura, specifically, I'm just shocked that uh, some of the sequences in this show are like so... Um, <laughs> Not what I would think would be your thing, but I guess maybe they're your thing. And I just, I want a little more information on this. Like, uh, for example, this woman comes flying. She's meeting some fucking Tilda Swinton uh, B-list actress over here, like knockoff uh, in this. Uh, um, I'm only going to guess that you're talking about Brienne of Tarth, but keep going. Uh, coming oh, and swooping Cersei. down on this big dragon here and and uh, oh, yeah. crumbling the side of this, of this uh, you know, uh, Romanesque looking col- uh, like col- Coliseum. 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 That was the word I was looking for. Coliseum is just destroying it all and then she just like hops off and then she like gets on her little thing and I guess the dragon goes away or something. I'm like, is this, uh, was there like a purpose for that or is it like it's that so they just want to spend a million dollars like on every scene? I think, well, the, I think <laughs> Daenerys was trying to just make an, make entrance. an entrance. She just, she wanted to be the why, last one there. Why did she choose that entrance? I mean, because because like, she wanted, those were her most powerful things, her okay. dragons. Dominic her mo- has no idea what's going on in the show. Let's just make that clear to the audience here. It's like, it's an obvious <laughs> thing. Well, it's, it's to me, pow- it was just, game. she's like swooping yeah. in and I'm it's like, a, it's a power okay. game. <laughs> no, I mean, you don't understand what was no, going on. That's this true. is the meeting of essentially the two opposing sides. There's her side, Daenerys's side, which is the one uh-huh. on the dragon. She's leading oh, don't bother, Laura. pretty it's much fine. half of the world into uh, like basically having this moment of like tr- tr- trying to create a truce with uh-huh. their uh-huh. the like the other side that is like viciously wanting to kill them. Right. That's Cersei's but, side. And so by entering know. in with her dragon, it's saying I have the most powerful armies in the world and I have two motherfucking dragons. So uh, you are going to go down in the flames if you I try see. to fuck with me. Okay. All right. So it's and it's like she's grandiose. She's a fucking she's a queen. You know, so she's what? like ruling here. So do you like do you like that? In that context. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, do you like that? In that context? Yeah. Okay. You, 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 sure. like, a, you like the And then like this, because it's not this about big blue dragon them. comes over and just starts shouting some fire all over everything. That was crazy. See, now normally just the look of that, I would just be like, this is some bullshit. So, but I yeah. thought that was like crazy to me because uh-huh. it's a momentous thing in this in the story of okay. the show because okay. it's like the, the, the wall uh-huh. which okay. has stood for thousands of years uh-huh. is coming down in like one fell swoop uh-huh. okay and it's like what i'm wondering so are, like did those people the... that were on the wall all die did redhead dude die yeah torment. the wildling oh, redhead dude did he die did i, see redhead I don't think dude? so no he he's well we didn't see, see him die no but that's what i'm wondering I'm but like, we what? saw a bunch yeah. of other people die but we saw him narrowly escape so in, in How could you he know not story die? narrative terms that means he's still alive i guess like we can consider this like okay so the dragon is like firing down the wall with some fucking ice fire or whatever those who are in the wall um, like could have possibly ran down t- to the bottom level as fast as they possibly could and narrowly escaped. And then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, did the, do the dead? I mean, the dead are not necessarily going to kill every single person. Sure. Yeah. Why not? 
because they might not know where they all are. Like maybe some were like hiding or some shit. Well, but you know, I mean, eventually that's their eventual goal. Right. right, that's their eventual goal. But I mean, just like for those who were on the wall, I guess it's possible. I'm just trying to rationalize how it's possible that anybody escaped that attack just then. Well, it's not like the, it, but it's not like the the army of the dead advanced. But they were though. They didn't. They were. Yeah, but it, they they hadn't gotten through the wall when this when the show ended. It's not like they'd shown their their you know devastation. Well, it shows them walking. It shows them it, it shows them advancing, but it doesn't necessarily show them like searching everywhere. And right. It, does, it no, doesn't show yeah. the retreat of the of the wildlings. No, that's what I'm saying. But it's like I mean, in that particular situation, like how the heck are they going to get past? I mean, there's like hundreds of thousands of white walkers about to walk past the broken down wall. So it's like, how do you possibly get out of that situation? I guess there could be a secret passageway underground from where the wall was. You don't need a secret passageway necessarily. I guess I could just run. Yeah, just run. I guess so. I mean, okay, there's that. we are running out of time. There's a couple things we haven't even talked about. We really haven't talked about what's happened in the show yet. (laughs) I'm trying to try the conversation there, but it's not working. I know. So I'm also, one also thing I want to know about is just like season seven now. It's complete. How do you feel about it, like as a full package season seven? Like, did you feel like it was a good season, a bad season? Just like okay, was it set up? Was it conclusive? Definitely the least awesome season of all the seasons so far in terms mm-hmm. of the writing, mm-hmm. but still fun, and I'm still really excited about season eight. I, okay. To me, okay. it felt all like set up. It, yeah, it felt like it. It felt like the you know the second the end of the second act or something or like mm-hmm. the beginning of the third act right mm-hmm. where uh, you know everybody is just kind of like moving the pieces around on the chessboard and there's not a whole lot of like action but there's a lot of potential energy going on and that's just mm-hmm. kind of what it felt like it felt like why not- the hell did Dene- okay why can we just talk about why cersei i guess i mean there's there's reasons possible but like why didn't she kill Tyrion when he walked in on her? Why did she? What was going on between her and Jamie when, like, Jamie was like, "Are you gonna ask him to kill me?" And then she gives the nod to the mountain, and then he like doesn't kill Jamie. And now, where's Jamie gonna? Is he just gonna go fight with the other side, or is he gonna come back and try to kill ja- kill Cersei? Who knows? I mean, Cersei like, has always kid. she's always been conflicted between being utterly ruthless and having sort of a soft spot for, for her, her family. family. You know, and that's that's like when when. She was when when uh, what's his name? The, Tyrion. Not oh. Tyrion. Like I'm, so, I'm so bad with the names. I, I've read no, I've read these books so many times. And I can never remember. <laughs> I names. know. What you mean. When uh, when her first son, the 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 Joffrey. Joffrey, thank you. When Joffrey <laughs> was alive, she was talking to Joffrey, and she said, "You know, everybody who's not your family, everybody is not us, is your enemy, or something like that." You know, and she was just looking at him. You know, right. so she has this. She has this loyalty to her family that her father i guess taught her but he didn't even really have which you know he didn't really have because right. you know he wanted to execute his own son yeah and but, he but, was just... but ostensibly that's what he taught her and right i think she and i think she maybe took it to heart more so than he did yeah and mm-hmm. and so despite her her you know fury total you know sociopathic behavior and and murderous nature i think i think she really has a soft spot for her family and that's like her one redeeming quality which is such an interesting thing that's what makes her character so compelling because it is complex in that way it's like she's she's not just a dark character she has shades of gray yeah and no, that, uh, the actress is great but she's like, amazing. again again i just 
the writing is not there for me. Like, I, I agree. Just, I don't. I I kind of stopped believing the characters a little bit, mm. like this season or something. I there was just... something kind of cocky about this season, like with the jokes and shit, and just kind of like. I don't know. There was a conscious, like a self-consciousness to the writing. There's that a lot felt. like the biggest a, show on the planet. You know? There's a lot of characters <laughs> who have had, have experienced things together in the past that are meeting again. You yes. Know? Like, well, that's what this episode was about. Like the, like Sir Davos and, and Tyrion you, at one point they were like, you know, Oh, last time, last time I was here, I was this. And, and as Sir Davos said, well, last time we were here, you killed my son, right. you know? And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, who was Davos's son again? Davos's son. Well, he had he had a bunch of sons who were all sailors, and they all died in the fire, the the wildfire in Blackwater oh, right. Bay when Tyrion yeah. fired the the wildfire out there. And right. They all died. Yeah. So there, you know, and, and like Brienne and the Hound and the seeing Hound. each other again, and you know, so there's all these all these characters that have experienced conflict. And the Mountain and the Hound. And the, well, yeah, but they but they still hate each other. Right, but they're brothers. What did the Hound mean when he said? doesn't matter you know what's coming for you and you always have what is he talking about i think he's talking what's about the dead death yeah i, I guess he's talking about death or maybe just the night you know, king or maybe just you know justice or something maybe it's more like uh, abstract but i think there he i felt like he was talking about something concrete like no i, f- I felt like it was more abstract like uh just because you know, the hound has hated him his whole life and, and the mountain has been a, a real dick. And, you know, right, right. I think I think I think finally uh, yeah, the hound, you know, he's been trying to do good. He's been trying to, like, redeem his right. himself. And I think that's what he meant is that, you know, you haven't redeemed yourself. You've you're still working for for, for this malevolence. You know, I think yeah. I think your, your comeuppance or what what is going to come up. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> huh. that's what I thought he meant. And like. Yeah, I mean, there are other things that we could talk but about. But unfortunately, <laughs> we just don't have time. I'm so sorry. It could be an extra long episode because it was an extra long episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, no, it's it not was an hour works. and 20 minutes. Um, so I take it you guys thought it was good. Kind of good. I thought, I thought it was, good. No, it was It was good. It was entertaining. It I, was entertaining. I just... Mm-hmm. I want. I wanted a little bit more of the nuance. Yeah, I feel like the first few seasons really threw in. Yeah, there, and there was like it was like more airtight before. Yeah, the writing, and there was like an awareness to it that was just more brilliant. And now it just seems like it's more Hollywood, a little more like twee, a little more mainstream, and not as nuanced and subtle. Yeah, really reliant. I mean, I have been seeing that on the internet too. Do you? Th- think that season eight would like take that into consideration or do you think it's just gonna be like a full blown like, ending kind of kind of big old bash? I felt like they last season was the first season that this Benioff guy or whatever had to prove himself because like that was the first season where it departed from the books right mm, no season? it was season yeah like season six that was last season yeah so oh, basically okay. they in last season I thought last season was great I did. I thought it was really good. I mean, I could see the difference, but I still thought, okay, there were some episodes that really like brought it back to life for me. And I was like, all right, this is great. You know, like especially that episode where Daenerys walks out of the fires of, you know, and she basically wins over the entire Dothraki. No, that was awesome. That was a great, great episode. Um, and so I feel like maybe they had, they felt that this need to have to work a little harder with their writing, you know, like they weren't as now, like with this season, I feel like there was so much hype People were talking about it as like one of the greatest shows on TV. Maybe there was a kind of cockiness that came with that 
for the writers and like a little bit of a, you know, just. I mean, it's been that way for at least a few years, though. No, but this but this is so this is their second season where it was up to them. The writing, mm-hmm. you know, like before it was. I just mean Jar it's Jar been Mark. the biggest show for some time now. I, feel I know, like but this always, is the second. Every summer I'm hearing about this. I'm just talking about the writing. Great though. show. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just talking every about, about this. I mean, this great this show, fabulous I, show that I just love hearing about all the time. What I mean is, I think that they they realize, oh, we totally got away with it last season because like we fucking murdered it on last season. We did, uh-huh. we did the writing for that, so we're gonna do the same thing with this season. But maybe it went a little bit to their heads and then it started getting a little something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a combination of a lot of factors that we have no idea about. Probably. Ooh, and that is a metaphor for life. Life sometimes ends. And so two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great to have you, Nick. Uh, Thanks for having you me. You know, uh, this was a blast. I really enjoyed <laughs> really getting in depth with all you guys with the Game of Thrones discussions. I felt like I had a lot of opinions and... Uh, you know, uh, we really worked through them all. All my questions were answered. Wait, personally. do we have any final thoughts on where this is going? What oh. season eight's going to be? Final thought. Season eight. Thought, like thought. <laughs> yeah. I I have no idea to be honest. Ooh, I, I like no that. Idea. Neither I think, do I. I think. You know what I think? I heard that Daenerys <laughs> and, and Jon Snow might die. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I don't think they will. The spoilers. Though. I don't think they will. <laughs> uh. Thank you, Nick, for for being on this podcast. Yeah, it was exactly. clear that you were the right guest for the job. Let Even me though tell I couldn't you remember, I could remember anybody's names. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on! I, w- better than me, so you know. <laughs> better than someone who. Uh, thanks, Dominic, <laughs> for being watched. such a good sport with a show oh, thanks, that you have thanks. pretty much zero interest in. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no problem. You know, it, the colors are great. So this has been Totally Tell Me. We post new episodes every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you dig us, share us with a friend. Like us on iTunes, uh, subscribe. It helps us get the word out. Our intro and outro music is by Lauren Anton. Thanks again to Nick Ott for joining us uh, for this episode. And uh, yeah, thanks for you to listen. Thanks to you for listening. And we'll be back next Wednesday for a new episode of Totally Tell Me.